Greetings in the name of Jesus Christ. Welcome to our podcast. This is Pastor Madiba. If you happen to be in our area, you are most welcome to visit us. You'll surely feel at home. We appreciate your prayers for our ministry. We hope today's sermon will be edifying to you, your family, and your friends. Welcome. Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. How many believe Jesus is here this evening? Amen. As we turn our Bibles, to the book of 2 Corinthians, sorry, the 10th chapter, and the 3rd verse. Amen. There is on the screen. Shall we read it together? For though we walk in the flesh, we do not walk after the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, But mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. Casting down imaginations. And every high thing that exalteth itself against the knowledge of God. And bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. And bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. As we bow our heads, gracious Heavenly Father, 
we just want to commit the reading of the word to you tonight. May you be gracious and undertake for us, dear God. You've been invited to be part of this service. May, dear God, uh, while we are here, just be consumed by your presence. We know when we are in your midst, something miraculous is bound to happen. We commit every brother and every sister tonight here to you in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen. God bless you richly as you take your seats. We just have a couple of couple of prayer requests that we will just mention before we wrap up with the service tonight. Amen. Given that it is a prayer meeting. Amen. Now, I just want us to take a couple of minutes and speak on the spiritual warfare. Amen. Spiritual warfare. How many believe that we are in a battle? Amen. That is why the scriptures say, for though we walk in the flesh, we do not walk after the flesh. Uh, Amen. That means our battle is not taking place in the flesh realm, it's taking place in the spirit realm. Uh, Would you agree with that? Amen. I believe that 100%. Now, let's just bring the first quotation, brother. I think I mentioned this quotation in passing on Sunday, but I want us to look at it. Amen. The prophet of God says in this message, the greatest battle ever fought, paragraph 345, He says, Satan's army bring diseases. Hallelujah. The old diseases that you see, coronavirus, anthrax, all of them are brought by Satan's army. Amen. And God's army is commissioned to cast them out. There you are. Every time Satan throws any on to you, God's army is to cast him out. Amen. Cast out. That's the very technique that God used. Satan used the army of destruction to believe God's, to disbelieve God's weight. And he set him up a better kingdom than Michael had. And God cast him out. God's method is cast out the devil. Hallelujah. Don't accommodate the devil. The devil has got to be cast out. Amen. Now he says, cast down reasoning, cast down superstitions, cast down worry, cast down diseases, cast down sin. Amen. You are above it. Resurrected in Christ Jesus, sitting in heavenly places with every devil under your foot. Do you believe that every devil is under your foot? All the diseases, all the demons, and all little devils are under your feet tonight. But you've got to find a position in the body of Christ for the demons and devils to be under your feet. Now, we are engaged in this battle. It is a spiritual battlefield, folks, and the battlefield is spiritual. The weapons are spiritual. And as a result, it has to be won on a spiritual level. 
How many agree that you are in a battle? Amen. A spiritual battle. It has been raging on since heaven between Michael and Lucifer. Then it fell on the Garden of Eden. It has been raging throughout the ages. And in the end time, we have been selected to be part of the army that will represent God in the end time. Uh, Christianity is not a, a bait or flower, a flowery bait. It is not a picnic, it's a battlefield. Hallelujah. You are coming tonight, it's a battlefield. You are reading a scripture, it's a battlefield. You are listening to the tape, it's a battlefield. You are testifying, it's a battlefield. And that battle you are engaged in, it's 24-7, 365 days. But here's something beautiful, you are not going to be defeated. You are not going to be defeated. Because why? God's reputation is at stake. He said, I will be with you and even in you until the end time. What does it mean? We are not going to be defeated, folks. That's why we can say to the devil, bring it on. We can say to the devil, bring it on. Hallelujah. This army is equipped. This army has got the right weaponry for the hour. And what is the weapon? The word of God. will defeat Satan anywhere, anytime, and under any condition. You just stay behind the weight, and you will see what God is going to do. Do you believe, do you preach to people that believe that this God can never be defeated? These believers can never be defeated. Glory be to God. Now, in the message, Believing God, paragraph 104, Believing God, Amen. 107, it says, So therefore, that's the reason, said, The prayer of faith shall save the sick. An individual's prayer, the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man, availeth much. Oh, if you only knew that, in your hand, Christ gave us the authority with his name by being Christians. The most powerful weapon the world has ever known, prayer. Hallelujah. Prayer, it even changes everything. It will change the mind of God. It did. After death was pronounced to a man, he prayed. And God told the prophet, go back and tell him I hate him. See, prayer, hold on. Hallelujah. He says prayer can even change the mind of God. It cannot change the weight of God. Are you still with me? Don't confuse the two. God had pronounced death upon an individual. But because he prayed, then God sent the prophet and said, Go and tell the man, as a result of his prayer, I'm changing my mind in relation to his faith. Yes. Hallelujah. Yes. And God can still, be, can still be provoked by a prayer of a righteous person. Yes. Are you still with me? Yes. Now, Satan's primary weapon is doubt. And God's primary weapon is faith. That means for Satan to make you lose the battle, he has to make you to disbelieve the weight. And for you to win the battle, you have to believe the weight. All things are possible to them that believe. Hallelujah. Faith will paralyze Satan. Brother Branham says faith is the boss. Faith can look cancer in the eye and say, Mr. Cancer, 
you have destroyed so and so and so and so, but here you are not going to bring destruction. Hallelujah. Brother Roman say, when faith rises up, everything must shut down. All demons tremble in the presence of faith. Are you still with me? Have you ever seen a believer whose faith is stronger? They are unshakable. They ignore the symptoms, they ignore the problems, they ignore the trends, they ignore everything because their faith is based on the word of God. Are you still with me? During the darkest hour, hold on to your faith. Your faith will make a way for you. I say your faith will make a way for you. The faith of a believer can even disregard the national protocol. The faith of a believer can disregard the doctor's report. The faith of a believer can disregard a specialist report. A faith of a believer can even deny Satan's report. Because why? The faith of a believer is anchored in the word of God. And this evening, have faith in God. I say, don't don't have faith in church. Have faith in God. Don't have faith in a man. Have faith in God. This God can never be defeated, folks. This God, there is nothing that is beyond this God. And a lot of times he allows things to go here you are. Because he wants to glorify himself. Oh brother, sometimes God waits until the darkest moment. God waits until the last report has been given. God waits until everybody has spoken. God waits until you have tried everything. And when you come to your wit ends, right there where you've got no way out. God steps in. Why does he step in at the last last minute? Because he doesn't want you to glorify yourself. He doesn't want you to glorify your specialist. He doesn't want you to glorify your doctor. He wants you to come and say there was no help. But by God's grace, I was helped. Who helped me? None other than God himself. Are you still with me? Now, when you go and engage in a battle, you've got to profile the enemy. If Russia was to go into a battle against America, that means the operative, the secretive operatives in Russia, they must profile America. And similarly, that would mean that America would have to profile Russia. There 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 are nations that are dangerous on the marine. That means on the water. Their navy will paralyze you. And there are nations that are dangerous in the air. And there are nations that are dangerous on the ground. So that means if you, if a nation was to go into a battle against a certain nation and they discover that this nation is dangerous in the air, That means they must push them to bring them on the ground. Because always you've got to bring the enemy on where you are stronger. Hallelujah. The most dangerous thing is to confront the enemy where the enemy is stronger. But how do you analyze the weakness and the strength of the enemy? You have to profile the enemy. Even nature teaches us that certain creatures, they fight based on their, on their power base. And a crocodile would never fight a prey on the ground. 
a crocodile has got to bring a prey into the water because a crocodile is more lethal in the water. Are you still with me? Then we find out that the eagle, when it fights a prey, it takes the prey up in the sky. I think you have seen a lot of pictures where an eagle is taking a snake in the air. And a snake has got no balance in any way because a snake in the air is powerless. Glory be to God. Therefore, a believer as well has got to find a locality. A believer has got to find a zone. And in that zone, he knows that when I'm here, this is my power base. Here, I cannot be defeated in any way. And what is the power zone or the power base of a believer? The weight of God. You are the product of the weight. And when you are in the weight, you can never be defeated in any way. Oh, brother, there's been times where Satan wanted to demolish you. But you had a scripture, you had a quotation, you had a testimony, you had a psalm, because you were at the right locality. You can never fight Satan with psychology. You can never fight Satan with man-made knowledge. Come back and bring him on the way of God and say, Satan, it is written. Satan, it is written. Satan, it was spoken by the prophet. Here, it is a quotation. You will never be defeated. If you are sick today, bring Satan on this zone. I am the Lord thy God that healeth thee of all thy diseases. If you are in a battle tonight, bring Satan and say, by his blood, I am forgiven tonight. Whatever Satan brings, have a quotation for whatever Satan does. Are you still with me? Folks, we are not going to be defeated. I say we are not going to be defeated. Not by a million chance. God is not a liar. Hallelujah. God will never shame a believer. God will never shame a believer. Not after you have testified about him. He's not going to leave you stranded. That is not the nature of God. Actually, Brother Brenham said God will even back up a, a, a hypocrite. If a hypocrite goes to the scripture. And you are not a hypocrite. You are a son and a daughter of God. If God can pick up a hypocrite, how much more about the church of the living God? We are an invincible army tonight. I hope we are together. So you will have the military during a war time. Then they will have intelligence, intelligence agencies. America would have organizations such as the CIA. These guys sometimes they would even go and penetrate and infiltrate the other army. Amen. Now remember, the battle is fought in different formats. There is there is a there is invasion and there is infiltration. In military, invasion is not that dangerous compared to infiltration. Uh, Hallelujah. Because infiltration, that means you would have people that are in the army that looks like the army, that talks like the army, but they are not part of the army. Do you allow me to preach tonight? (laughs) 
Now, here, you as the message community, I'm not referring in particular to this church. I'm referring across the globe. Now, we are an army. Now, being an army, we have survived so many onslaughts on the message. Are you still with me? Many onslaughts, many doctrines, people that have been around for a number of years in the message, they know doctrine after doctrine that came, but they are still standing, they have never destroyed the message. But Satan realized that invasion is not effective, now he is opting for infiltration. Now, infiltration takes place in many forms, if you allow me to preach. Now, it is, it is very dumb, you bear with me, it is very dumb if the Zimbabwean army would go and fight against the Mozambican army and the Zimbabwean army or the Zimbabwean soldiers secretly they go and marry Mozambican women. Are you allowing me to preach tonight? I'll repeat so that you, have, you understand that you have heard me correctly. You cannot be at war with a certain army and marry their women. Ah, this I will repeat. <laughs> I know Satan hates it. You can never be at war with a third, against a certain army and marry from that army. Because during the army, what is very critical is that a secret, secrets must be kept. Are you still with me? If your young man marries the woman of the other army, the woman of the other army during the pillow talk, they will make your young man to divulge the secrets of the army and your army is going to be ambushed. No wonder your prophet comes. I know you don't want to quote him, but we're going to quote him. Where he says, under no circumstances must a believer... Hallelujah. Marry an unbeliever. You cannot be part of this army and marry on the other side. Uh, Hallelujah. Is this still the same message that you believe? I don't believe in updated message. I believe in the original message. Hey, brethren, stay away from the women of the other army. Marry within this army to reinforce this army. Now, you have to profile the enemy. Now, to defeat the enemy, you must know the enemy. Who he is, what he is, what he can do. Now, Let's go to the genesis of Satan. The name devil means an accuser. The meaning of the word, the name devil means an accuser. That means he's going to accuse you. And this devil is not going to accuse you to your brethren. He's going to accuse you to God. Because there he is the accuser of the brethren. Are you still with me? And the word, the name Satan means an adversary. He he is an enemy that accuses the brethren. What makes him to be an adversary is because he is God's enemy 
And if he's God's enemy, he is our enemy. Now, here is something very critical. You can never be advised by the enemy. It is dumb to be advised by the enemy. You cannot be in business in competition with business B and you are business A and you go and get advices from competition or business B. You're going to go bankrupt. Are you still with me? And actually, when you have identified an enemy, if anything that you do, you see the enemy smiling, then you must know it is wrong. If you do something and you see the the enemy provoked, you keep on doing that thing. And what are the things that provoke Satan in your life? He hates it when you read the Bible. He hates it when you go to church. He hates it when you fellowship with the brethren. So identify things that he hates and do the very things that he hates. Because in those things, that is where your growth lies. If you do anything and Satan rejoices, be careful. Amen. Amen. Now, let's profile him in the message, how can I overcome? Paragraph 44. He says, we see this age that we are living in. It's one of the grandest ages of all ages. This Laodicea church age is the grandest of all church ages because it's the ending of time and the blending of eternity. Then it's the greatest sinful age. It's more sin in this age than there's ever been. The powers of Satan is many times harder to fight against than it was in any other age. He's telling you that you are coming in a time where Satan is wounded and is vicious. Then he says, back in the early ages, a Christian could, for his profession of being a church, of belonging to Christ, could be beheaded for it. He could be killed and put out of his misery and go to meet God quickly. But now, but now, The enemy has come in, in the name of the church. We are profiling the enemy here, folks. Before you came into the message, you used to think that Satan is a drunkard. He is not a drunkard. The drunkness is after the effects of what you could have done in church. Satan is a religious being. But now the enemy has come. In the name of the church. That is why a church should never be patterned after other churches. A church has to be patterned after the weight. Come on, our young people. You must never make another church your role model. They may be in the message. They may proclaim that they are in the message. They may carry the spoken way. But you find that they are a no match when it comes to the standard of the message. Our young people are leaving the message in numbers, but the people that are pulling them out are not unbelievers. It is unbelievers that were in church. 
come on parents you know what i'm talking about you tell your child don't dress this way and your child says no it's fine but so and so is well in the message and they dress that way isn't it what is happening folks that is why your standard as a young person must be christ i'll repeat your standard as a young person must be a christ not Instagram, not Facebook, not Twitter, no social media, no WhatsApp. It must be Christ. And if anybody does the way the world did you and claim to be message believer, don't join them. Can I get an amen here? Is there an amen here? I feel a bit of resistance. Is there an amen here? We must pattern ourselves after the way. Not after some messages are going to backslide. Because it depends what the pulpit stands for in that church. If the church, if the pulpit is weaker, the church will be weaker. And if the pulpit is stronger, the church will be stronger. Are you still with me? You are what you eat. But now the enemy has come in in the name of the church. It's so deceiving. This is the great age of deception. Hallelujah. Now let me move here and come to something else and try to bring what is happening in the end time before I'm going to wrap up. I believe, and I said it the other Sunday, and I saw one of the Chinese scientists broke ranks with the Chinese government and he went on to indicate that the coronavirus it may be a result of a biological warfare. Now, since the outbreak of this virus, America alone, the stock market has lost billions and billions of, re- of dollars in stock value. Now, you realize a simple virus is now causing such economic havoc. Not only economic havoc, but it even it is threatening health systems around the world. It started as, a, it started as an outbreak in China but every morning we pick up that somebody contracted a disease. Australia, it mentions Britain, UK, America. As recent as now, there is a case. I think it's in Italy. Now, what, what is happening here? Now, in the midst of this, where do you stand as a believer? I want to give you your position. You, you see... Where we are now, you cannot rely on your human mechanism to counteract Satan. You have to rely on the weight. And I'll show you what I mean. Now, in the message, God's provided way of healing. Paragraph 42. The prophet says, what is cancer? I mean, he has mentioned to you that it is a fourth dimension disease. What is a disease? We'll deal, we'll deal on that for the next few minutes now. What is cancer? What caused that thing? Let's take cancer, anything you wish to take. 
tubercular, pneumonia, whatever you wish to, any disease. Diseases are gems. Let me pass something here quickly as our times is going. Listen, do you know the Bible predicts that in the last days that there will be a gem warfare? That diseases will break out upon the people and will fall on everyone without the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Now, now we we are giving you an antidote for diseases that are breaking. You don't need a better specialist. You don't need a a certain uh, drug. The best drug today is the Holy Spirit. Are you still with me? You can be on a flight where most people are infected and they are busy. That disease is contagious. But the, the Holy Spirit can prevent you from becoming a victim. Folks, I, I believe if a sentence was sitting here tonight, he was going to say, this man has lost his marbles. What is he talking about? I'm glad William Brennan was a spiritual scientist. And if he says the Holy Spirit is the antidote, I will say, receive the Holy Spirit. But with the angel or who had charge over these plagues was given orders to touch no one on whom the mark was. Why? How much kind of teachers we've got to be, brethren, to get to the church in order to be in that condition. Then then right there, he leaves the weight immune. Uh, Hallelujah. Do you see? Now, Now, they tell you that your coronavirus... When it finds you with a compromised immune system. Now, look look at how the devil is doing. The devil first, he brought out HIV, which is compromising the immune system. Now, people's immune system, especially in sub-Saharan Africa, their immune system is compromised. Now, he releases another disease. That will capitalize on compromised immune system. Your prophet comes and says, immune. He leaves it like that. But I'm glad that there is an immunization. That will not come from the laboratory. That comes from the word of God. And how do you get immunized? Receive the Holy Ghost. And tonight, tonight as ministers, our main goal is to bring the church into a condition. Where it is immunized. In the message, brother, we're going to unpack this. In the message from the beginning, it wasn't so. Paragraph 49. He says, And we are right now seeing the very thing that Jesus said would take place. His own way spoke, spoke it. As it was in the days of Lord, so it will be at the coming of the Son of Man. The same thing. Look at your country here, how it's perverted. Look at the newspapers. I've seen an analysis where homosexual is on the increase, about 20% over last year on the West Coast. The scenes of Sodom. Look how everything is being perverted. Look how everything is being perverted. 
the waters. Hallelujah. This he says in 1959, he says the water is already perverted. And now science comes, he says, because there is a contamination of the water, here is a bottled water. The very man that caused the first problem, he gives you the solution for the second. Are you going to trust him? I'm not not instilling a a spirit of fear because I have got a remedy for tonight. Then he says, look how everything is being perverted. The waters, the streams, everything contaminated, the diseases, viruses that the doctors know nothing about. We are at the end time. Flee to the rock. Flee to the rock. Flee to Christ. Get into him quickly, church. Now he tells you that as everything is being contaminated, there is only one place of refuge. Get into Christ. Folks, I don't know how you can be a believer in our time and really whenever they put food be, or a plate of food before you, 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 you just eat without prayer. Amen. Almost everything that is on that plate may be contaminated. Amen. But when you call the name of Jesus upon that plate of food, every germ it gets nullified. Somewhere where we are going. Let me say the first scene. Paragraph 63. Amen. Amen. Then it says, notice what happened. As we go along, here is the plan of it. The first thing happens. There is, he speaks about when the seals were broken. He says, there is an announcement in heaven. You remember the four living creatures? would come and say, come and see. Because why? There was, he says, the first thing happens, there is an announcement in heavens first. What happens? A seal is opened. What is that? A mystery is unfolded. See, when a mystery unfolds, then a trumpet sounds. It declares a war. A plague falls. And a church age opened. What is the war part? The angel of the church catches the mystery of God. Not yet fully yet revealed. But when he does, he catches this mystery of God. Then he goes forth to the people after the mystery has been given to him. Goes forth to the people. What does he do out there? He begins to proclaim that message. What does it, and what does it start? A war, a spiritual war. And then take, then God takes his messenger with the elect of that age and lays them away asleep. Then he drops a plague upon them who rejected it. He calls it a temporary judgment because there's going to be a white throne judgment. I don't know whether you get the sequence. An announcement is made. 
a, me- a seal is open, a mystery unfolds. Then the angel of that church age catches the mystery and brings it to the church. And those that believe it are sealed in. Hallelujah. And God takes the messenger. God takes the elect. Then he drops the plague upon that church age. Are you still with me? Then he says, let's bring the oncoming storm. Paragraph 34. He says, now we see the newspapers, the oncoming storm. When you go home tonight, do me one favor. Don't go. This is the prophet now. How many are going to do what the prophet says? (laughs) When you go home tonight, do me one favor. Don't go to bed till you read Revelation, the eighth chapter. You will see the oncoming plagues and storm that's to hit the earth. And thunders and lightnings are going to shake the heaven. Woos are going to pass over the nation. Men will rot in their flesh. Diseases will strike them. The doctors knows nothing about. But remember, before that took place, there was a sealing went forth. Some were sealed before the plague can fall upon the people. And the death, angels, and the plagues was commissioned by God. Don't come near any of those who has the seal in their forehead. And the seal of God is the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Ephesians 4.30 says, Grieve not the Holy Spirit of God, whereby you are sealed until the day of your redemption. No matter how hard the ark rocked, no matter how many times the lightning struck close to it, 10,000 shall fall on your right and 1,000 to your left, but it shall not come not near thee, the Holy Spirit. <laughs> Brother, many thousands, Billy Gates, Billy Gates, he says he estimates that the coronavirus will wipe out almost 10 million Africans. This is Billy Gates. He has been involved in some health projects on the continent. He estimates that 10, mi- 10 million Africans will vanish. And when I read it, I said, Mr. Bill Gates, you may be a rich man, but something makes me suspicious of you. Amen. You may be benefiting from these diseases. Amen. Don't trust anyone that does not have a Holy Ghost. Yes. Doesn't matter whether it's a rich man, white man, black man, yellow man, as long as they're without the Holy Ghost, don't trust them. There is always an ulterior motive. 10 million Africans will perish because of these diseases. But here I've got breaking news for you. There are people that will never, there are people that will never be part of that 10 million. Not because they've got specialists, not because they are clever people, but because they are under the banner of the message of the hour. They they are sealed in with Christ. Brother, maybe bring that diagram that I have sent. Okay. Endemic it's a disease that targets 
certain people in certain locality, but a pandemic is something that goes around the world. Now, this is the outbreak. This is an info, infogram, infograph of, of some of the outbreaks. If time permits, I don't know whether there is my pointer here. If time permits, maybe one day we are going to preach on the seven vials so that I can show you how when God sends a messenger with a message and some believe on it and some reject it and a particular plague that falls upon those that rejected it. Remember there were seven vials? Are you still with me? One angel had seven vials. Are you still? Now, I can tell you that after John Wesley preached the message, then you find out some believed in his message. And after he had preached, Spanish flu broke out and killed millions of people. You had measles that killed 200 million people, smallpox, 300 plus million people. There's what they call black death that killed 75 million people. Spanish flu killed between 50 and 100 million, thank you. And then you had all these are here. And Brother Branham says, what, what, what you have seen, it's a to- it, will be, it will be like a toothache compared to what is coming. It says cancer will be like a toothache. But brother, I'm not, I'm not instilling a, a spirit of fear. I actually want you to lift up your heads because your redemption draweth in the eye. To realize that you, in, this, in this chaos, you are not going to be affected. Bring this quotation, Jezebel. Religion, paragraph 39. I'm working towards closing. He says, when God sends a message and tells the people and they don't receive it, then he withdraws his servant and sends his plagues, famine, death, spiritually speaking, and physically so. You watch for a depression, brother. You think you have seen something, you just wait after a while. You haven't seen nothing. You think you are dying for a good spiritual revival. Wait till after a bit. You just wait long and cry to hear the word of God. The Bible says so. There will be famine in the last days, said the prophet. And not for bread and water alone, but for hearing the true word of God. But that voice will be quiet in the wilderness somewhere, hid away. And you will find that voice. Message, adoption, paragraph 88. He says, you think cancer is something? The Bible says there is coming a time when men will rot in their flesh. Congo was affected by Ebola. Yes, it spread to other countries, but that is where the outbreak took place. And you check now what is coming out of China. All over, there is always something. Now, he says, the Bible says there is coming a time when men will rot right in their flesh. And the buzzards will eat off 
of carcasses before they even die. Cancer is a toothache to what's coming. But remember, the horrible thing was forbidden in that day to touch those who had the seal of God. (laughs) Brother, I don't care what Satan cooks in his laboratory. The name of the Lord is a mighty tower. And the Russians run into it and are... Brother, where do we need to be? Let's hide under Christ. Let's hide under the blood. There's, gonna, there's, there's still quite a lot of things that are coming. This coronavirus is just a rehearsal compared to what is coming. But here is something that I need to declare to you. When cancer was a, was a nightmare for doctors in the 50s, 60s, 40s, William Brenham stood behind the pulpit and he offered a remedy. Night after night, all sorts of cancers were declared healed. And the commission was, if you can get the people to believe you, if you can get the people to believe you, nothing shall stand before you, even cancer. That was the commission of William Brenham. And I'm saying, they say, when you become a friend of a prophet, you get what? You get the prophet's reward. Now, if that was the commission of William Brenham, then there is a commission for the church. If you can get the people to believe you as the bride of Jesus Christ, as separated people, righteous people, nothing will stand before you. No coronavirus will stand before the bride. No HIV will stand before the bride. No AIDS will stand before the bride. No TB will stand before the bride. I am the Lord thy God that heals thee of all thy diseases. Where is that God tonight? He is in every believer tonight. Oh brother, we are in a healing zone. Coronavirus can be healed. Not by a drug, but when we pronounce the name of Jesus Christ upon that virus, it's bound to lose its power. Are you here, church? You believe that tonight you've got something access to what laboratories do not have. Do you believe that? It's beautiful. You will never sell it because it is without money, without price. Only the, it just say, only believe. Only believe. All things are possible to them that believe. Now, in closing, Satan is fighting a physical war. He's fighting a biological war. He's fighting a psychological war. He's fighting in every form. But I'm here to say the word of God will defeat Satan. On every level, biological warfare, we're going to defeat him. Physical warfare, we're going to defeat him. Spiritual warfare, we're going to defeat him. Demonological warfare, we're going to be defeated. On every level, Satan is going to be defeated. Brother Branham said, when the church realizes who she is, through the revelation of the Jesus Christ, they will rise like an invincible army. I'm speaking about the people that are invincible. God has allowed the spirit of invincibility 
to come in the end time. Don't be worried about what is going on. If you need to get somewhere, get on the flight. Don't worry about coronavirus because why you are anointed. If you go on Google and try to study, you're going to give yourself a necessary headache. Cast down your superstition. Cast down your reasoning. Cast down your worry. I have no worry at all. I don't say we may not get sick, but when we get sick, I'm going to make it to the church. And I'm going to call this army. Because Satan army will bring diseases. But this army, when they are combined, and they are standing in the word of God, they will drive out demons. And that's exactly what we are doing during prayer meetings. And we are beginning to see what God is doing in our midst. Things that are happening are paradoxical. Doctors cannot understand it. One moment they say it cannot be done. The next day they say it can be done. What is the difference? The church got together and they prayed a prayer and said, God, you said all things are possible. Here is a case. Tonight we're going to submit any case. And we're going to get all this army to speak to our high priest. He hears our confession. And I'm here. It's not a prophecy. It's a fact. All the diseases around the world, no matter where they go, even the Chinese believers, wherever they are, they will never be affected by coronavirus. Thou, thou saith the Lord. And thou saith the Lord will never fail. Anyone that is under the banner of the message of the hour will remain untouched. Whether they drop a bomb or whatever they do, don't worry. You keep on praising God. Say, God, I thank you for protection. I thank you that you, your hedge is around me and nothing can touch me. This spiritual warfare, we are not going to win it. We have already won it. We have already won it. You are here to enforce the defeat. God bless you. As we stand to our feet, I have prayer requests here. Sister Corey has got a prayer request. Says, please pray for my son. He has had two heart attacks. Amen. Survived the two heart attacks. We're going to pray that it must have been the last heart attack that he has had. I also pray my daughter that needs a prayer and healing. We're going to pray for the son. We're going to pray for the daughter. Then I've got a prayer request from Sister Maseko. She says from time to time she has episodes of asthma. We're going to pray that that asthma demon should not torment our sister anymore. We've got a prayer request from Sister Lindogutle. She's not feeling well. She has not been feeling well. We're going to pray that may God intervene. And any other prayer request that is in the building, spoken and unspoken, the Holy Spirit can search your heart and know what you need. 
we're going to stand in the gap for everyone and all of us we're going to pray after we have sung this song. Let's say, study, but let's say, Savior, Savior, and then thereafter we are all in our own way. We're going to remember these prayers and pray for the sins. Brother Brenham, in one message, he says, Sometimes you survive certain things and you don't know why. He says, Somebody somewhere was praying for you. Amen. Pass me not a gentle Savior.
Let's harm it. Thank you, Lord Jesus. time before we all pray. Thank you, Lord Jesus. As we all pray, gracious Heavenly Father, we want to appreciate you tonight for your way to dear God. We want to appreciate you that there is still balm in Gilead. Dear God, the scripture says that the name of the Lord is a mighty tower. The Russians run into it and are saved. And tonight we approach your throne of mercy. We have requested before us, dear God, that we need to present before you. And Lord, we present them before you because we've got confidence in you. Dear God, here's a request of Sister Cory. The son has had two heart attacks, dear God. And as a result, she realizes this matter has got to be brought before the face of the Lord. And here I am presenting this matter before you, dear God. And Heavenly Father, even the daughter that is not feeling well, may you extend your healing hand and touch her and make her completely well in the name of Jesus Christ. We appreciate you, dear God, because we know you are an almighty, you possess all the powers. And your powers, dear God, can disregard the doctor's report, your power can even change even the determination of the doctors, dear God. Here is Sister Maseko, she is not feeling well because of the episodes of asthma. It is a demon. It may have a fancy name, but it is a demon. And in the name of Jesus Christ, we cast out this demon. And Heavenly Father, we even bring Sister Lindobutle before you. She has not been feeling well. May the healing power of Jesus Christ touch her body and make her well. In Jesus Christ's name, oh Heavenly Father, may there be such testimonies. May there be believers that will come and say, yes, indeed, God has healed us so that we can continue to testify about your greatness. We thank you for what you have done for Brother Arnold and Sister Rachel. The daughter is keeping up very well. It is because of your grace, dear God. Here are the believers tonight. 
You know them, you know their needs. You know their battles, dear God. I'm standing in the gap, presenting their matters before you. I say, Satan, you are a liar. You can never touch the people that have been sealed, that have got the seal of God, which is the Holy Spirit. There may be outbreak of diseases, but they will never be touched by those diseases, dear God. We thank you, dear God, that there is a place that we can run to, which is the name of Jesus Christ. May there be, dear God, victories in the lives of your children. I pray for their marriages. I pray for their finances. I pray for their jobs. I pray for their families. I pray for their kids. Wherever the kids are, dear God, we apply the token and say, dear God, may they ever, wherever they are, may the, God, the angel of the Lord go there and be able to be with them. May the angel of the Lord protect them. May the angel of the Lord help them to make the right decisions. That's our desire tonight. We pray, dear God, for the bride across the globe. We pray for the bride in China because of the diseases that are taking place there. May they never be affected in any way. I pray, dear God, may you be with your bride. May you be with your children. May you fight battles for them. May they overcome in whatever Satan is throwing them at their way. As I commit them to you, in the name of Jesus Christ, I thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Philip, 
and you will answer us. We believe, O oh Lord God. May we walk out here, Lord, and come back with testimonies, Lord, be believing that you have done the work, O oh Lord God. Go with us further, Lord, and help us. We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 God bless you, brother. Amen. Amen. God bless you till we meet on Sunday. Have a blessed week of what remains of it. Amen. You can just give us a song till we meet. Amen.